Showing, showing the uh, repeating the love by uh, not only Buddhist, Buddhist, Christian, also Muslim and, and uh, Hindu. It's uh, four religion songs. It was composed especially for our Vietnamese voices by uh, one of the composer who volunteer teaching in Rangoon. Uh, his name is Matru. Uh, we call him Kodano. So he composed for us these songs. I, I would like to uh, please enjoy uh, the, the singing and uh, feel the spirit of our voices. This song will be conducted by Tuntun. Oh. 
Thank you very much. Uh, second one, we would like to sing a song about Kachin State, uh, northern part of Myanmar. This song is about inviting to the Kachin State, uh, how beautiful the Kachin State, uh, the cities, uh, how beautiful and how pleasant, how the people are, are nice, and it's about that. I hope you, you won't understand it, but you can feel the spirit. This, this is the first uh, couple of songs I arranged for my voice. I hope you are going to visit the Kachin State. <laughs> uh, I would like to uh, sing another song. It's like uh, our voices is like a tourism. We are inviting you to a lot of places in Burma. This time we are going to invite you to Inle, Inle Lake, uh, which is uh, in Shan State. 
uh, among the mountain and very beautiful and very uh, famous tourist sites. This song is composed uh, by a very famous composer of our country, Gidalulin Ukuko, and he's, he is especially composed this song for our prizes. And it's mixed with uh, rhythm is our uh, ethnic group, Shan, Shan rhythm and mix uh, of uh, Myanmar traditional harmony and Western mix. And I hope you can feel it. Thank you so much. I hope you are going to visit. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, last one, we would like to sing uh, the song named Yazoe uh, Miaya d r o d m i It's the meaning uh, the 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 song composed for the, our main river, Aari River. It's uh, in in the in in the lyrics. It's like uh, the history of our heroes and everything we in the past, our uh, victory and every. A lot of heroes, in, and he represents this sounds for the, our country. So this sounds is very important for us, and this is a uh, very uh, pop song, and it, it is very popular in Rangoon. And I, I trying to arrange uh, for my voices. So this is in a c a p e l l a style, and you will hear some uh, Bambi's rhythm and the mix uh, Western harmony. Thank you. Quelon pido emmia, thousand leliao esaya, eniji malone, dini ha do ya tuwe, piatan yene sisi, tuha ya zwe mnye, lewe chato tensi ta. Hey, Audi. Shetty Pido Mio Piamia. Sinla Chima Gejaya. Yazen Hau Yemetia. Dime Hado Yemimi. Yin te mu yen alone da, shen tan zi du de go shen, a kana zong da te shi gbya. Hey Audi, ya zin mya yen te dot mi, a do yen mi gen. Ya zin mya yen te dot mi, a do yen wi nyen. Ya zin mya yen te dot mi. Oh, hey, Audi, by Simu Tresem, Mamma. Oh, yes, I die, Kai Kajaya. Can we meow, Tetchende? Gagwe, do do ye, Dari? Do ye go no way, Pa? 
ยาเซนฮาวเยตินใจยายาเซนติดโตมวยพายาชวยเอาเนตินญาอัตรยิงคงดูดอยะตะชินเวยโยมิเซนลายิงอัตรยงจีดูรวยอัตเนตุสิเ
Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for your, all your help to Burma and all your contributions. We are going on with our work to help our people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. And if you would like to hear more, please uh, come to our event on May the 1st. And even Joan Baez will probably sing a little bit with us. Well, she will. So I hope you can feel when they call their tour the Songs of Survival both their spirit and really the spirit that the young people in Burma are carrying independent of or in the face of both the, the military repression and the, the, the cyclone and various things that have been tremendous hardships. There is also this flame of spirit carried by so many young people that I met around Burma and that Hal has met. Um, and it's what, it is what's going to change the country. It, however long or short it takes, there is no question that there is this fire underneath that is going to transform Burma, and this is some of the people that will do it. So it's really an honor to have you here with us tonight. <laughs> there are artists, but there are also activists and educators who are doing all kinds of other amazing stuff. So we have a little bit of time for some questions to Hal, to them, to myself, um, and then we'll do a little bit of sitting and a, a very small chant and then go out into the summer evening. Yes, and... Wait, wait a second, we'll get you a mic That's so they can actually hear you. There you go. I will repeat that because I do want you to be able to hear that. Thank you so much. It was so beautiful and so unusual. I've never heard anything like that in my life, and I do love music, so thank you. It does make me want to come to visit your country. Um, And I wanted to ask, you had mentioned, and I recall when the cyclone hit, that they did not, the the government wasn't allowing the the help, and it was awful to see that. How is it that your um, organization, how do you work with with this government? Why did they let you help and they didn't let the others? Well, if I tell everybody here, it'll be a pretty big secret. But... um, (laughs) The reason that we were able to to respond quickly, to have a rapid response to the cyclone, and that we're able to work in the country in general, is that we do not work with the government. We don't have an agreement with the government to work there. We go in as tourists. We bring in money privately. Uh, We don't have any shell corporation. We don't have any names up anywhere. We just come in as individuals, fund our uh, projects very quietly, and through the years, we have built up the network uh, of people that we have and, and with the Gita May group. And because we sort of operate under the radar, in other words, we don't, we don't have to ask the government permission to do anything. On the one hand, on the other hand, we don't do anything that would make the government upset with us being in the country. So they know that we're there. We work on a very quiet level. 
And over the years, we built up the network that allowed us to respond rapidly uh, <clears throat> to the devastation of the cyclone. And it involved young volunteers like that, like you see here tonight. It involved being able to get money into the country through various routes, not through the banking system, which is as corrupt as the government itself. They're one and the same. And so it's just... A That's process. true here, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and as we're finding out here... <laughs> so it's just been built up over a period of years, our, our experience uh, and our uh, network that we build up that allows us to work there. I, I will add a couple of things to that, that the foundation does have both U.S. State Department permission and Burmese government permission, so it's, it has the right kind of papers, but over these years has been able to identify people in the community who have a great deal of integrity, uh, abbots of monasteries or, or key nuns or, or educators, in whom um, money can be entrusted and a school built or a clinic opened and it really happens. And so there's this whole infrastructure around the country that involves hundreds of people that has allowed things to happen and get mobilized quickly when necessary. Question in front. Bring the mic up, or I'll repeat it if you want to start. Go ahead. Um, how are the, what are the different ways that we could help out? I know you would like money, and I'm assuming there's volunteer work, and I don't know if there's material ways, things that people have that maybe they could donate. And a website. Um, so she asked, what are the ways that people can help out? She, she said, I know you need money. Is there volunteer work? Is there um, physical things that can be done, you know, donating? Or stuff. Or stuff, or stuff rice or whatever. Or um, and, um, and then website. And the website is foundationforthepeopleofburma.org? The website is uh, foundationburma.org. Or if you just Google Foundation for the People of Burma, it will come up. Um, and... Unfortunately, we don't have a big volunteer network. Everybody who asks us about volunteering in Burma sort of goes over on their own. Um, a wonderful place to go would be to the Kitame School if anybody's musically inclined one way or another. But we don't have any organized volunteer uh, process because it's extremely difficult to go to Burma for a length of time that makes it efficient to be an effective volunteer. Because you get a a tourist visa for only 28 days, and if you're there for 28 days, and even if you extend for a few more weeks, you're just becoming, you're just getting to the point where you start to pay for yourself, and then you have to go and, and leave. So unfortunately, we don't have any volunteer in-country. We do have volunteer opportunities here, uh, and you can contact us through our website for, for any of that. Also, in terms of getting things over, because it's a closed country, because it's corrupt government, anything you try to send over there in a cargo container or whatever on a ship most likely will never see the place where you want it to go. So what we do is mainly, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time use money to go over there, and, and most everything is available there that we need. Uh, and we can buy it on the local economy as opposed to bring it over and incur all the risk and cost and, and um, uh, bureaucracy of trying to get it through customs.
I'm curious about international pressure, and I'm uh, the best example that I can think of is the end of apartheid in South Africa. And I'm wondering what is happening with respect to divestment and what countries are still doing business, and is the U.S. still supplying arms? And what, what, what's happening on the international scene with respect to um, putting the squeeze on this uh, military government? There's been some. I'll, I'll start, and Hal might add. Um, there's been some international pressure, both from the United Nations, from the U.S. The, the uh, Bush administration, the previous administration, was actually had very good Burma policy. Um, uh, Laura Bush was very much uh, involved with what happened in Burma. Um, and so the uh, U.S. froze certain accounts, limited what, what, what happened. And that's true to a certain extent in Europe. The key countries that are involved in Burma trade are China, the most important one, India and Thailand around there. And they um, are getting wealthy from buying the oil, buying the you know, teak forests and so forth. So there is both a, cor- a level of corruption and a level of self-interest where the Southeast Asian countries and South Asian countries are, are only partly willing to challenge the Burmese government because they're getting well- rich from it. Um, and they're the ones that can put pressure on. Um, so it's a slow process and not a particularly easy one. <clears throat> Just to add a few things, that Jack is absolutely right in that, and, and you made the comparison with South Africa and the end of apartheid. The reason sanctions worked in South Africa is that it was uni- they were universal. It actually shut down the country and shut down trade. Burma's three biggest trading partners, as Jack mentioned, China, India, and Thailand, are not imposing any sanctions on the, on the government or on the economy. They want all of the raw materials. In fact, they want to just rape and pillage the country, and they don't care who they buy from. They just want the, want the goods. So sanctions are a moral sign, but beyond that, they're, they're uh, non-functional. So uh, I'm aware that it's um, 10 after 9, and we usually end in a quarter after. So rather than take more questions, although if you have questions and you want to come up and talk to Gita May or to us after, you're welcome to. I want us to do a little meditation as a way to end the evening 